What, what is this show again? Nerdy, oh yeah, Nerdy Dan. Like, I haven't done this in forever. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> so uh, this is Nerding Daily. We're talking about Fargo today, season four, right? Has it been four? Yeah. Wow, yeah, it's been four, four, been four years and seasons and all that. Four years. It's like a break every year. Yeah, that's true, huh? But yeah. yeah. So yeah, season four, we've got like a pretty decent cast, I would say. Really interesting characters. Chris Rock, great. He did a great job. Um, who else is in here? That Jason Schwartzman, Jesse Buckley. Jason Schwartzman, man, I haven't seen him in a long time. I just rewatched all of Wes Anderson's movies, so I've seen Jason Schwartzman a lot recently. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a stable. <laughs> so, but with the newer stuff, it's it's rare to see him now. Yeah, the last thing I can think of seeing him in, I mean. I think the last thing he did was voiceover work for Isle of Dogs. Right. But person, um, that bored to death show on HBO. I never oh. watched that. It, oh, right. It's boring. It's boring. <laughs> Which is ironic. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, 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 I hate saying this so early into the podcast, but I feel like he didn't really fit in, in my opinion, into this, into his role. I felt like he was I an odd. Like, I felt like both him and Chris Rock were miscast. I think both of them did well um i i got a friend who watched season four and he was like there was times where he was thinking man chris rock is nailing it and then other times he's like no nah, not so much that's what, yeah um, and jason schwartzman was that like i i felt like it even more than chris rock and i like jason schwartzman but he took me it took me out of the the world of fargo he's just he should fit into a coen brother type thing but this role i didn't i personally wasn't crazy about it well, for me, like it just didn't feel like he was believable as a a mob boss, b an Italian mob boss. Like I, I could see him as a Jewish mob boss, um, mm-hmm. but not an Italian. And 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 I feel like his language at times was shifting between the <coughs> is this the 1950s, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there was mm-hmm. phrasing that would pull me out of that, and it was too modern. Mm-hmm. And I can't put my finger on one or mention it, but I just at the time watching, like, huh, was that? phrase that we had in the 50s i don't i don't know <laughs> uh, I, I i didn't notice that the dialogue didn't bother me but is is jason schwartzman just being jason schwartzman you think that's what right. it is <laughs> which oh, okay. he, he does stick out a little bit it, it i mean it ends up working just because he's you know put in this situation his character um mm-hmm. chris, i didn't have a problem with chris rock I thought yeah me either i liked it but, i thought he was i thought he was good i didn't think he was great and, and i'm i'm used to fargo being great right the that's yeah that's true. There's uh, a high like Jesse Buckley was fantastic. I've been watching her, like you know, watched Chernobyl recently, uh, and then I'm thinking of ending things. And this and it's just like that woman can act. Whew, she's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, her yeah I loved her, and I'm thinking of ending things. And I, it took me a good two episodes. I was like, oh my gosh, that's her. No, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. <laughs> like it's great. Why is she yeah. so familiar? The the Chris Rock thing. I this is the only season where I really felt like it was more of an ensemble, and he was you know kind of promoted as the main character, but he really wasn't. He didn't mm. have that much screen time, as much screen time as you would think a main character would. Right. right. So I was fine with his like, you know, slim down role. But I mean I was happy when they first started showing the 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 mob bosses getting together that there was Jason Schwartzman. I was like, oh okay, Jason Schwartzman, good to see him in something again. Mm-hmm. But then you had Ben O'Shaw, which I love he was in I'm not there, the um Bob Dylan movie, mm. which I'm such a big fan of. Yeah. And I'm personally a big fan of uh, this guy, Andrew Bird, I I listened to his music for a long freaking time and then he just shows up randomly acting in Fargo of all things. <laughs> He's good. He's good. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, they always get the casting pretty well. Yeah. Uh, two people I thought were great were Jack Houston with the ticks, man. He just, he, I thought he nailed it. And then Timothy Oliphant just was your stereotypical Cohen brother character. Like just his waxing poetic about the most minute things. I just, I loved it. I loved his character. <laughs> yeah, both those characters were pretty good. Yeah, they quirky for sure. I will say one bummer was two of my favorite characters were killed off too quickly. It was Tim- Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Or Oliphant, or how how do you say it? I don't know. Um, mm. And the character Doctor Senator, played by Glenn Turman, which was such a great name, Doctor Senator. Uh, <laughs> and I will say, I think that's when it kicked in the show. Like it got better once those stakes were raised, and he was the first one killed. But uh, it was just a bummer because, like, oh, of all the people, why Doctor Senator? Why did they kill him off? Yeah, yeah, man, that was a bummer. He was a that good was character. the only death, and I guess we're going into spoilers anyway but i think that was the only death that's not really um poetic to the character right Uh, i was thinking about it a lot uh, especially after the finale it stuck in my head and i was like pretty much everybody died like in consequence to who they were Mm -hmm. or exact opposite Mm because it's something they did yeah. yeah so as we were talking before it is a slower start um, compared to other seasons of Fargo. And uh, me and James, uh, you know, the first four episodes or so, it took us a while to to get through that. And then after that, it really starts to run. Yeah. You have that same issue, Josh? Uh, a little bit. Um, I'm really digging Noah Hawley, creator and showrunner of the show. Uh, I love Legion. Um, I even went back and watched uh, a failed network show he has uh, called The Unusuals with Amber Tamblyn, Adam Goldberg and Jeremy Renner. It was from 2010, right after Hurt Locker, but before Hurt Locker got a lot of uh, notice because it was such a small release at first. So Jeremy Renner really wasn't known. It only lasted 10 episodes. Uh, it's on Crackle. And, and it was fun, man. That was a good show. So I really, uh, for me, it was a slow start, but I, I had faith in Noah Hawley, uh, which, by the way, if you, I'm sure you saw the announcement of his next project is a, Alien TV show on FX, which oh I didn't see that. Yeah, you didn't see that. Yeah, Alien and Ridley Scott's going to be a producer. That'd be a good fit for him for sure. But yeah, Noah Hawley doing Alien, I'm in. Ridley Scott, I'm like, eh, stop telling Alien stories for a while. Right. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Gladiator, like he announced. Please don't. Yeah. No. (laughs) So, before we uh, dive into. Fargo any further? Did anybody else notice it wasn't in Fargo? Like, at all? <laughs> Movie's not. It's like Kansas. Movie- well, true. Yeah, that's true. The movie only briefly goes to Fargo. Right. And a lot of the show hasn't. I mean, second season was in Sioux, Sioux Falls. Was it really? I didn't yeah. notice that. They, 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 they didn't try pay to have these connecting pieces, but it's like six different states. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, not, it's all the, the north, the mid-north, what, what, however you would call that. The Midwest north. I don't know how you say that. Mid, <laughs> Mid-northwest. No, Mid-Northwest. Wait, no, it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a common thread. Okay. Okay. So that wasn't just odd to this. I just noticed it, I guess. Maybe because it wasn't as cold <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't as intense. <laughs> Well, and what I didn't appreciate at the time, but I went back and rewatched the other seasons, is this is all set in Kansas City in the 50s, but you're expecting, like, yeah, maybe modern day or something before watching it, obviously, or something to have a direct correlation with the past seasons. But Kansas City actually is like a is a main figurehead of organized crime, mm-hmm. even yeah. in the later episodes, especially season two. Yeah. 
So it was good to have that ah, connection. Okay. But yeah, I, I was watching, rewatching the first three seasons while I was trying to finish up season four. So that that made it more enjoyable. Ah. Um, it, so it's just a light connection at first. Um, but then throughout the, the show, we start to see more connections, especially at the very, very end. But we'll talk right, about right. Yeah, we so, should get there. So since it's an anthology show, it's basically the four seasons are four different stories. So how, since you just went through them, how would you rate them? Like, which, what's your favorite to least favorite? Um, oh boy. My rankings would probably stay the same as they were before. Season two is my favorite, season one, then season three, and then season four. Um, when season three came out, it was two, one, three as well. But I got to say, I enjoyed rewatching season three. Um, I remember being a little disappointed when I first watched it, especially the finale, mm-hmm. uh, because there's there's so much death and there's not always a reason for it. It's just kind of, you know, it happens. Yeah. It's consequential. But rewatching it, like I had, I, I changed my expectations and it's a very, it's the most philosophical season. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're always talking, they're always talking about or bringing up the idea of, um, existence and the idea of truth. Mm-hmm. And so kind of knowing that after watching it and then rewatching it with that thought in mind, I really did enjoy it a lot more. It doesn't change my rankings though. Right. Season four, just because of the pacing for me, um, would still be last. And then the very, very minor connections with the other seasons mm-hmm. doesn't make quite as fun. Mm-hmm. You also, with the other seasons, you usually, in the first episode of each season, you have a, a, a real explosive thing that happens. Yeah. With season one, it was uh, Martin Freeman killing his wife, and um, gosh, season, season two. two. It was Kieran Culkin dying yes. out of the diner. Yes. Which, who killed him? I can't remember. Oh, Jesse Plemons. Right. He, uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. She was oh, great. Kirsten Dunst. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then season three was the murder of Scoot McNair. Scoot Mc. Well, gosh, I mean, that wasn't even the first death in that uh, first episode. That oh, was the old guy, oh, the grandfather. Oh, right, was, right. Just happened to have the last name Stussy. He died like in the first twenty minutes of That's that right. that episode. But this one, it's it's setting it up so much like a mafia movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it works. Mm-hmm. It's just not what is expected from Fargo. Well, they just show you the whole like history from like the first mafia mm. families and how they exchanged children, like the way kings used to. Which I like. Pretty that. cool. Yeah, it was a really cool um, way to go about keeping the peace and keeping deals, and then how those deals would go sour. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you have the one you know, Irish I never, guy. See, I never thought about until we were talking about it just now, but there's kind of a mirroring. Season one and three are more focused uh, on a smaller group of people, and then two and four on the big, bigger group of people. Like, I never thought about that before. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and season one and three do have more connections, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird because season two has a character from season one in the past. Right. But yes. Season one and three, they do share the deaf assassin. And oh, he's yeah. a he's a big he's a big role in both of them, or he ends up being a big role in both of them. Uh, and then season two and four do have the you know the connection. So there's a no. little bit of connective tissue, but it's yeah, not as right. much. It's just a thread. I'm gonna say, do you know the connection? between uh hanzi from fargo season two to season one yeah it's, it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I love, he looks I love like himself 20 so years later 30 years, years later that. yeah and Which, I, I mean rewatching it they they just poke fun at it just like it's gonna yeah. need a complete overhaul complete restructuring yeah which man zon mclaren who plays hanzi man, he's great like he was uh he was in he was the best part of season two of westworld he had that episode was all about him and um it's a low bar he's in dr sleep and and he's not in a lot of things but i 
I love when he's in something. He's just captivating. <laughs> so, James, what about you? How would you rank them? Like you guys, I like season two. That one just really surprised me on how good it was going to be. Because season one was my... You know, it was great to watch. It was fun. But season two, I was shocked because I wasn't a big fan of um, the two actors, the two main actors in it. And and then they just blew me away. And the story was just funny and odd and quirky. So I, I would say season two, season one, and then season three, I actually had to rewatch it. There was a gap where I couldn't, something happened and I couldn't finish it. So I had to rewatch the whole thing. I ended up liking it. That, that would be the order. And then, of course, season I would, four. I would do one, two, three, four. One and two are like really close. And three is just slightly beneath them like i i really like three i, I know three's um was the most recent until season four but that's the one that kind of sticks with me the most that's when i think about when i think about fargo but I, I would put four a little bit further down i think uh you know in a couple weeks we can do our top five of the year tv and movies like we do every year but i'll give you a little heads up spoiler <laughs> this is the first year fargo is not going to be in my top five. Oh, oh wow three seasons the other three seasons were all like actually i think the first two seasons were number one <laughs> my number one show of the year and then third season was in my top five but this one is close but it just misses out so wow. it'd be like number six ouch. so i did what i said ouch <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's show. It's yeah, still really it good. No, it I was. I think it. It tried to be season two. Like season two had all those different storylines, and it just really worked together. Yeah. And whole cast was just incredibly strong. I mean, I've never seen Kirsten Dunst give as a better performance. No. Uh, yeah. Weird. And she wasn't even the highlight. But uh, this one, I felt like there were too many storylines, and mm -hmm. not all of them were the same amount of interesting. Some were more interesting than others, and some you just kind of lost. I think all of them at some point I was just kind of like bored with and ready to move on to something else. But well, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I agree. I mean, I feel like with the storylines, I almost felt like the writers didn't know what was going on sometimes. Like I'd be watching it and there'd be a ghost all of a sudden, you know? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's going on with this, you know? And then you wouldn't see the ghost for a while. <laughs> I'm like, okay, is this schizophrenia? What is this? You know? And then, you know, I kind of a little bit of the history on the ghost, you know, and then in the end they do bring it back, but there's these big gaps. Like, oh, I mm -hmm. forgot about the ghost. Oh yeah, there was a ghost. Spaceship in season two. Right. So well, that's not but, completely unusual. But that was funny yeah. because that was just like that was almost like real life. You're not, you know, you go outside, you don't expect spaceship to see a spaceship. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're yeah. doing you're just outdoors and all of a sudden there's a spaceship, you're like, oh, that was almost funny. <laughs> I guess ghosts are that way too but i don't know i just i don't know what but the there then there was times you know it was so slow i couldn't handle it and then they had like these amazing cinematic moments you know where you're like oh wow tornado. that's great and then and then you had like the tornado episode you know well, where you're like like it's all black and white you know and you're like why is this all black and white you know what are they, what are they doing to me you know and then all of a sudden the tornado happens and you're just like oh, wizard of oz i get it <laughs> kansas <laughs> that was my highlight of Tornado. I, that was yeah. I, I would say there's some like slow parts of the episodes, but then like something amazing happens. Yeah, and that's this example. But that's not the only example. Like no. there's several other times where it's just slow, 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 and then boom, boom big event. Yeah, so it kind of keeps you hooked. But yeah, it's definitely I mean, different with the ghost. I gotta say, at least it it had a story to it. Right, so it sense in universe, and the UFO never did. No, it didn't. Never, but that's how UFO is. That's how the UFO culture is. It doesn't make sense. It just happens. No one believes you. You're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> 
Well, I guess but, Ghost could be that way, yeah. But for me, I think the reason the pacing was so slow at first is because you see, like you were saying, Josh, they're trying to juggle all these different stories with all these different characters. But, I mean, the story kind of just dawdles for a little bit because both families of organized crime, they have this shaky relationship. But there's, I mean, there's a point where they're both just like, something's going to happen. Something's mm-hmm. going to happen. They're going to do this. Like, both sides are just like that. Mm-hmm. They're just preparing for something to happen. And then nothing happens. <laughs> Yeah. Until Dr. Senator dies. Right. Then that really gets the ball rolling into, you know, actually fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. Before that, it's just kind of a boring alliance. It's almost like it's a, it's a powder keg ready yeah. to, to go off. And the, and that's the match that sets it off. And and the Italian brother, too. I mean, he's he's just like... He's the younger brother. That's he's why younger. he's not in charge. But he's more... He, he's like tougher. He's from Italy. They bring him over and he just... He doesn't understand. There's like a, a bit of a culture shock. He just wants to take over everything. And he starts bossing people around and undermining the boss. He's just causing problems. You know, everything would have ran smooth if it wasn't for him. You know, that was uh, Gaetano. Gatano, yeah. yes. He's an antagonist. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. He's good with those crazy eyes, though. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> was. Wasn't he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was one of those characters I like to see because I was like, okay, because something crazy is going to happen. He's yeah. going to set it off. He's unpredictable. He was like yeah, Tony Soprano's like, grandpa. Can someone just kill him already? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with that too. Yeah. 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 Well, in the way he goes down, he's just. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of all the fun. ways. Huh? It's such a Fargo death. Oh, totally. Of all the ways for him to die, it was just... (laughs) It's like real life. That's exactly what would happen. Someone would trip and fall on themselves. Oh, what a horrible way. I, I think that's the most Fargo death, honestly. It is. But really quickly of his of his death, which, I mean, it took long enough to get there. Yeah. I just love the contrast between um, Jack Houston's character, uh, Otis Weff, who, you know, he has this nervous tick and he takes his time. He's really deliberate doing things. And he talks about or he's we're told about how he was uh, a minesweeper in the in the war and so he's very methodical that's why he has that condition and then yeah then you have Gaetano who I mean he takes he throws caution to the wind he's the one that always starts crap careless he's the one I mean that's why he's the only character where it would work that he's so clumsy and so Mm -hmm. like basically dumb that yeah he's just gonna trip and fall and shoot himself in the head (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's it's so perfect after Otis dies that that happens when they had a great prelude yeah. when he slipped on the ice right and then he beat up yeah. that guy for it because he's like supposed to take care of it no he kills oh he kills him he that's right that he does guy. kill him yeah 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 and the bartender just for nothing for not right. salting the ice or for laughing at him right maybe he laughed at him I think the the kid laughed at him but the bartender was just kind of you know a little bit rude all right yeah but he has this this anger in him so oh man and how have we not talked about the most disgusting scene how's that not come up yet the the, the, show? the Bonnie and Clyde of uh, Fargo, uh, who were poisoned by the nurse. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. In the bank robbery, or when they when yeah. the heist. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was just that was so cool. brutal. <laughs> All uh, the Zilmar puking and, and farting yeah. and. <laughs> their, their whole thing was just straight out of Raising Arizona. It did yeah. feel that way, didn't it? Yeah. Well, the way that they escape and they show up at their family's house and they're still, I mean, they're not reformed. They just want to get in more crap. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, back to back, you have an episode where the old mob boss like basically farts the biggest fart ever on television <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> in the trunk have swanee like vomiting and farting and pooping oh, yeah like it's just there's there's a lot of a lot of bodily fluids this season 
<laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. Oh, yes. man. So do we want to talk about the uh, the connection at the end, the after credits? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, let me talk about one connection first right before that. Okay. Because there is one character connection before you get to the, the post-credit scene at the very last episode. We have a viewing of Joe Bulo, who was uh, Brad Garrett's character in season two. Oh. Okay. What, how did he show up? He, how did I miss it that? It wasn't actually Brad Garrett, but he oh. was the guy that came back from New York when when uh, Josto said that everything's fine, but we need more guys. They okay. came back with one guy. That's Joe Bulo, Brad Garrett's character from season two. Oh. That's who that is. Oh. Yep. I didn't catch that. Well, then, um, there's another guy, too. Hold on. Kellerman. They talk about him a couple of times in this season. Uh, he's a guy that's going to help them. I forget where he's from, but he shows up in season episode five and episode eight. But he was in episode, or season two, um, episode four. It was a smaller part. <laughs> so, yeah, his name was his character's name was Kellerman. And the reason he stood out to me was that show I talked to you about um, called The Unusuals that Noah Hawley did a couple years ago. He was one of the main cast members. So that's my reason why it stood out to me. But I look up, I'm you know, looking up his IMDb and it says he was in season two just for one episode. Wow. So yeah, there's no pictures of him on IMDb from Fargo, uh, but he's they do show him like he's well, I can't really tell. But yeah. He was in season two. I don't remember him, but huh. he was. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, Josh, go ahead with the uh, the reveal at the end. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I will say I, I didn't. I remembered in season two, Bokeem Woodbine's character uh, being from Kansas City and going back to Kansas City at the end. Um, and as soon as they announced this, this show that Chris Rock was going to be the lead and about a gang in Kansas City, I was like, oh. It's connected to Joaquin Woodbine's character, but I didn't know how. And I didn't remember that his character was called Mike Milligan, mm. uh, which when he obviously, you know, uh, Chris Rock's character, his last name is Cannon. So we find out that Chris Rock's son, uh, the one that he traded to the Fadas, uh, grows up to be Joaquin Woodbine. And apparently he changed his last name to take on Rabbi Milligan, Ben Wishaw's character, which is pretty cool. It is they really show, cool. They show Joaquin in a car just during the after credits and you're just like, oh, that's the kid. That's the so, <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. That's a pretty cool connection. Yeah. yeah. I was I was kind of glad and then looking back on the season right after seeing that, I was like, okay, it kind of works because you think, I mean, especially in, in crime movies, there's always like, you know, people call each other by the, their nicknames all the time. Mm -hmm. It was always weird that he was just calling himself, I'm Mike Milligan. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's a very common name, very bland name. Yeah. <laughs> but then in this season, like especially, I noticed like how many of the characters have weird names or sometimes nicknames. Right. Like Rabbi or Josto or Zell Mayer. I was like, did they have to give everybody kind of a weird name? <laughs> and the kid's name is Satchel. Satchel, yeah. yes. That's his actual given name. <laughs> and his 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 cover, his alter ego, is Mike Miller. Right. Like, <laughs> I think that's fitting. That's perfect. <laughs> awesome. I, I was, I'd be interested to see. So I, I really feel like he's not going to make any more Fargo. Uh, Noah Hawley. He wasn't. He was kind of doubting it after season three. And now that he's doing. Well, I mean, he, he was doing Legion simultaneous with with Fargo. I mean, so it's not like impossible. And he clearly has a connection with FX because that's where 
Alien's going to be, and that's where Legion and Fargo were. So I guess it's not possible. And I had heard him. I did read an article where he was he wasn't closing the book on it. Um, I just I'll be surprised if, if he comes back. But if he does, and I don't think he would do this, but uh, I would like to see more of Joaquin Woodbine's character. He he interests me, and especially now that I know his childhood, uh, mm. he's even more of an interesting character. And then and the way he ends in season two, so anticlimactic. You know, he's building up. He wants to be this big guy, which is kind of like his dad. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes to nothing, and he's just working at a desk, which really mirrored what you know his father was. Father was even worse ending. I think that's an incredibly interesting character, but yeah, I don't think they'll cover him more. But I'd be cool if they did. And it was such a funny like twist because I felt like when it ended before the end scene, they were focusing more on the girl. I thought, oh, this is her story. You know, she's gonna be somebody maybe season, and maybe she will be later down the road, but. Right. But then when they added that after credits thing, it was like a complete like, oh, <laughs> it's <was> wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, you thought you get some big reveal about Elsa Rita, but no, yeah. it's about a little satchel. But um, I did I did read an article about it, and they were saying that they want to do a season five, but it would be more modern times, so probably in the more recent, like in the last ten years or so. Yeah. But yeah, that leads me to believe that there wouldn't be any mike milligan uh, mm. it would kind of be a bummer at the point but every season like we're saying kind of switches off mm-hmm. yeah so the next season if there is a next season it might not have a direct connection with this season right i would expect that yeah because the, the connections have been oh so small i mean even they connected season one to the movie in such a small way mm-hmm. that you know a lot of these connections would go over most you know a lot of people's heads they, they don't pick up on it and this one you know definitively showed it at the end of season four but yeah this is a lot of there's a lot of stories left to tell so i don't know i'd be glad if he did more even even with like uh, me not having it in my top five is not like a I'm, I'm against this season like i still really liked it like i just fargo is has been such a great show um that yeah bring it bring on some more absolutely right. yeah <laughs> what would you say james i'll watch still more. enjoyable still like it yeah i'll still watch it yeah i might even go now knowing what i know i might go back and rewatch this again one of these days just to yeah. see if it's more enjoyable you know yeah so you never totally. know just because you don't like something the first time doesn't mean it's not good sometimes it mm. takes a rewatch because they did put a lot of work into it they did pour i mean the acting was great they did pour a lot of cinematic and, and i feel like they were trying to mimic uh film from the time it mm-hmm. had it had like old movie old movie vibes you know i think it was just at the time it was really especially when i watch it after the kids are in bed it's really hard for me to pay attention at that point sometimes i need something mindless <laughs> just to watch <laughs> so um you know what something i i was thinking about and i if i remember correctly you know robert you just went through them so you can you know Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, something that season three and four don't have is I love the soundtrack of mm. season two. Yes. I think the soundtrack is fire on those seasons, especially like, what is it? Is it two that does a bunch of songs that are in other Coen Brothers movies, but yeah. they do them like a different artist covers them? I think it um, is. Or is that one? It, it was mostly one. But they do it throughout all the seasons, except I didn't I didn't check to see season four. Okay. Um, but I think the, the the soundtrack for every season is amazing. Yeah. Um, actually, that's where I think season three excels. Oh, I, yeah. I think it has the best the best soundtrack. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Still a great show. Still good to see these people pop back up in uh, roles we didn't expect them in. Um, Jack Houston is good to see him in, you know, something after Boardwalk Empire that's not awful, awful Ben-Hur remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's that. <laughs> but yeah. And 
I know the ratings have gone uh, down for them. I mean, it could just be because, you know, there's so many different ways to watch things nowadays. Well, or it could maybe, be, you it know, could be the length. Pay attention to it as much as when Fargo first came out. But, I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. Well, it could be so, the length of the episode. Some of them are really long. It's like, wow, this is still going. <laughs> yeah. At least it felt that way. It's maybe they're not. <laughs> it, it's interesting. The uh, Even being the weakest season, it's still a better show than most things on TV by yeah. far. <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah. there's truth there absolutely i think we just have a high such a high like threshold threshold expect- for that an expectation for it that yeah when it didn't meet the past it, it 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 still it falls short as far as fargo goes but in comparison to what like what you said what's out there it's still pretty high up there <laughs> yeah. i mean that's just high as high as the bars they've set with this show so yeah it, it says a lot they should yeah. be absolutely absolutely it on Fargo season four. Well, yeah. then I guess that, that that concludes this episode of Nerding Daily. 